Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. This is Jessica Palmer of Jessica Palmer Official. I'm a breakthrough coach and personal development specialist. I'm all about helping people ditch existing mode, survival mode, and activate what I call thrive mode. So I've created this podcast in accordance with my mission, which is to create collective change through conversation and remarkable transformational experiences. So grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever, whatever you like at all. And I hope you enjoy this transmission. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual podcast. Uh, it's honestly an honour to have you here. Um, I've, I've been following you for a while online um, and I'm really in love with what you do and how you stand for men um, in, in the work that you do. So I just want to, first of all, just take a moment to acknowledge all that you do. Thank you very much, Jess. I really mm. appreciate that. Yes. And for those of you who, um, you know, you know, aren't as fortunate to know you like I have been watching you. <laughs> Would you be mm-hmm. able to explain, um, you know, talk a little bit about who you are, what you do and why you do it? Awesome. Um, so I, I help tradies, so men in Australia and around the world, uh, move from a six to six job that they feel restricted in or feel stagnant or stuck and mm-hmm. empower them to uh, actually live a life on purpose. Um, and then the, the life that they desire. And by purpose, it's not just impacting people and being in service. Some people um, want to feel free of the restrictions of um, not having a fulfilling relationship. So I help them with that. Uh, deepening their relationship with their children, having energy to actually be motivated uh, in life to get out of bed, to be adventurous, to go outdoors. And also help people actually transition from their job and actually live a life um, that may be completely different than what they ever expected. Um, and the reason for that is uh, the, the essence of so the feeling underneath all of that is to allow people to feel, actually feel freedom, uh, inner freedom and peace within. And uh, the word for that is, um, well, for me, is boundless. Mm. And, uh, boundless is, is there's no restrictions, there's no parameters, there's no beliefs or conditioning that is holding anyone back from actually living their life how they want to. Um, so whether it's societal um, conditioning or it's, um, from the parents, from schooling, from religious background, from just limiting beliefs through trauma, um, anything like that, that, anything that's restricting a, a person, men or woman, to actually live their life. And that deep calling into men's work has definitely come around with, um, from the construction industry, seeing how depressed um, men have been. Um, and yeah. in this time, as we, in this very moment in history, Suicide is the biggest killer of men under age 44 as the highest rate has ever been in history. And that for me is like, so that, that was the, the, that was the biggest catalyst for me leaving mm. construction, actually following this path. Because when I was in construction, I was actually part of a company uh, that was called Mates in Construction, which was, which was a suicide prevention company. And it brought up a lot of, when I did their training, it brought up a lot of stuff for me. Because when I was 18, I had someone mm. that to me attempt and he actually survived and he um, blamed me for not being able to um, wow. not being able to talk to me. And I really mm-hmm. I, I brought up all of that stuff. And I, in construction, like, I feel like there's a bigger calling for me. And how does that wow. look? And at that time, that was a couple of years ago, two and a half years ago, I had no idea how that looked. 
but the calling was strong enough to actually like, you know what? I'm just going to get some coaching, get some advice, get some help and see how this looks. And through that freedom and boundlessness that I've experienced, hence why that's what I do what I do. Wow. That is such a powerful, a powerful story. And I do, I really do believe that all purpose does come from some sort of, some sort of pain. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, as horrible as it is, it is almost like, wow, that, that led you to where you are now. Yeah, hundred percent. What you experienced, wow. The um, wow. all the all the pain. I just remember, like there was been some really big experiences and pockets of time in my life when that yeah. pain was real. Like my heart was hurting, and mm. those those that those things that I've been able to move through. Everyone has those experiences, and I feel we're in the times now that um, people don't want to have the black and white. Um, theory thrown at them they want to hear about how did you actually get through that Um, and I remember like in my teens in my 20s thinking to myself why like why me why am I going through this and now Mm. 35 years I'm like I'm so thankful for all of those times to be able to support other men that have similar experiences and they don't have to do it alone Um, that's what I've really felt that men have been suffering in silence for way too long and the power of social media, the power of podcasts like this, that we men have a voice. Uh, Women, Mm. you stood up in the feminist movement and really used your voice to actually deeply talk about what was actually going on for you guys as a gender. And I feel with this men's movement that's rising, that when men are using their voice and men are moving through this stuff, it's um, coming from also a place of we're doing this for our families. We're doing this so that we can show up for our women that we can protect them and serve them and provide for them in such a way that isn't just financial anymore. There is emotional stability in the, in the man, which is going to reflect into the relationship, into their parenting, into um, how we show up in the world, how we actually live our life. The, when we walk on purpose, it comes from that place. Um, yeah, so it's, mm. I know that um, men's work, a lot of it is men just holding solely as men but there is a huge intention of why we're doing it. And it isn't just for ourselves. It's uh, for the benefit of our family and our children and future generations of this planet. Mm, and I definitely, I definitely feel that I can, Oh, I can feel that. And I, I'd love to ask you a question, Blaze. Like, what do you think is one of the major problems that is causing such a large amount of men to be experiencing this pain, to be experiencing you know, suicidal ideations and to yep. actually be com- completing suicide. You know, what, yep. what, is, what do you think is causing, has been causing this issue? So the, it comes back down, I believe, to the, the three primal fears and one of those is um, the fear of isolation. And so in um, mm. another way to describe that is loneliness. So yep. with loneliness, men feel isolated and we've and as a collective, we've had this thing that we need to be that stoic provider. We need to be the rock and anchor for the family. So that meant sucking it up, not showing emotion because it it wasn't that we just didn't get taught that was the way to be. And mm. so through that, we haven't expressed ourselves. And so we haven't been able to actually express our heart. We haven't been able to express our full expression. Like we we um we have a, a beast inside of us, and mm. a lot of men have that hidden. And if that's hidden for a lifetime, we're, we're not walking like tall. We're, we're, we're actually hiding ourselves. And in that hiding ourselves, we become lonely. And 
there becomes a point in time that we start to question who are we? Like, is this what life's really about? And if we're not talking about what's really up for us, like the challenges we face with money, the challenges we face being the provider and the challenges we face emotionally and not knowing how to be in a relationship. If we're not being able to express that, we're just going to isolate ourselves. And when we isolate ourselves, we think that we're alone. We think that no one else is actually going through this. And it's when we start to suffer in silence that the elephant in the room gets really big. And by that, I mean the thoughts in the mind actually start, we start to believe them. We actually start to think that they're actually real and true. And as that elephant gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the depression gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's until we're able to actually talk about that elephant, it doesn't have that weight anymore. It's actually able to be able to come out in the open and we can see it for what it really is. Because obviously we've got a few people out there that, like such as yourself, are doing amazing work. But how do we amplify this? Like how do, how do we, in 10 years' time, we're like, yes, have dramatically decreased you know how do we how do we do this what's your vision so actually the um, movement i'm part of um so cmb conscious men brotherhood our vision is to halve the suicide rate um by uh, 2030 um from the 2019 statistics Mm -hmm. and by doing that is we believe is our mission to create safe spaces for men to be authentically themselves to show them platforms of where they can just be themselves Mm. free of judgment and to be able to work through the stuff that has kept them stagnant. The the belief systems um, that they're not good enough, the belief systems and conditioning that they have to do it alone, that um, it's, it's not manly enough to talk. It's not manly enough to ask for help and breaking all of those conditionings in such a way without judging them and saying they're wrong, Mm. but in such a way of exploration of like, Hey, what, how about we just look at it? Is there another way? Is there a different way? Is there a way that can be more freeing to you, the individual, to you as a collective, as a, as a race, mm. um, as a gender? Sorry. And then um, providing these platforms in all different flavors. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many different men. There's so many different men. And that's what we're really vigilant about with the work that we do, that we cross every type of man. There's a very feminine man. There's a very, very stoic man. There's an athletic man. There's a man that loves IT. There's a man that's gay. There's a man that's bisexual. There's a man that's straight. But we're all men. Mm, we're all men. Wow. And, and masculinity, um, I believe, there's been so much thrown around about masculinity. It's got um, uh, the misconception, I believe, of what actually what masculinity means and what that is. And so the work, I believe, is just reframing what and the people um, to know. Actually, what, is, what does it mean to be a man? Like that question, like what does it mean to be a man? And just allowing um, the next generations to actually have something to model on. Because men in this generation, we are the, we're the, um, the grandfathers. We're, mm. we're the ones that are going to be creating this role model and starting to shape a platform for the foundations for our children to go, hey, that's how you show up as a man in my flavor. Mm. At, at the moment... The men in this time were breaking through all the old conditionings and paradigms to actually create a new mold, yeah. create these foundation blocks for the young boys to actually have something to, to grow from. Mm. So my question to you is, you know, what what is your definition of, of masculinity? Like what does that mean to you of being a man? So 
So what does it mean to be a man? Mm. Um, I believe to be a man is to take all ownership and responsibilities of your thoughts, speech, actions, and emotions. And that full responsibility means that there's no more finger pointing outwards. So there's no more blame. There's a full responsibility for everything. Um, and personally, like that, I feel that only happened to me maybe two and a half years ago that I actually felt like I was a man, took claim of my own responsibility of everything that I was on my own two feet, that I had no one else to support. Um, it, like I would lean for support and help, but I actually had this trust and belief within me that, hey, this is all on me. The way that I feel is all on me. There's no one else that's actually doing this. Um, and that mm. came about with the rites of passage of going through um, a birth of my son, that there was someone yes. that I was responsible for and actually getting down on a knee and proposing. But those two milestones in my life really allowed me to question, was I actually a man before this? I don't believe I was. Mm. And there's a lot of men that are still asking this question of like, what does it mean to be yeah. a man? How do I become a man? It's really interesting that you brought that up, you know, that rite of passage. Because obviously, you know, back in the day, in you know, our Indigenous cultures and things like that, mm -hmm. there is a process, like a coming of age, like mm -hmm. to be like, now you're, like, it was very clear, like, now you're a man. Yes. You do this, now you're a man. Yes. So how do we, you know, can, could we incorporate something like that? Like, do you think we need to? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Personally, I 100% believe that we need to, hence why I actually run rites of passages for the modern day man. Um, it's why I left construction Amazing. to put men through this coming of age and to actually know yeah. themselves for who they are. Um, there's a prophecy <sighs> that um, there's about the eagle and the condor. And so the eagle, yeah. the eagle was um, Western society and the condor was the ancient wisdom. So these indigenous tribes and um, they, they go in the 500 um, year blocks. And we've just come out of the 500 where the, uh, the eagle almost killed the condor. And we're like, I think it's about 10 years we're into this new prophecy, this new 500 years that the eagle and condor are going to come together in unison, meaning that the Western culture is actually going to embrace the indigenous culture and start using the ancient wisdom in the modern teachings in unison. Hence why the yeah. rites of passage is coming to age is going to be more prolific here in Western culture. And it is. Mm. You, you see on social media now, there's more men yeah. wanting to get back out into nature, disconnecting from tech, disconnecting from the responsibilities of actual life to work on themselves, to tap back into this ancient wisdom, to push their and challenge their beliefs, have um, their values, their honor code, and actually um, like mental and physical barriers and break through all of that stuff. So they've got a clear vessel to then ask themselves, what does it mean to be a man? Um, so yeah, and it's amazing to see. It's really beautiful to see. And um, the how well the, um, the indigenous cultures um, are being embraced um, I'm really, really um, deeply grateful for the, the facilitators around the world that are actually honouring these ancient teachings and bringing them, bringing them to the light. Um, mm. You look back into these ancient cultures, they didn't have film, they didn't have video. And so we're reading about these things in National Geographic. There's a little bit of stuff on the internet. But now with these younger generations and uh, um, the men that are going through these rites of passages actually being brave enough to say, hey, let's film all of this so that other men can actually see this is a way. So powerful. This is a way. And then being able to show, hey, like in 
maybe not this genera- next generation, but the one after, it may actually be a normal thing that every single boy gets to go on a rite of passage. Because girls actually, back in the day, were actually at mm. home with their mum. So they were going through rites of passages. They, they had that eldership there. The boys, their yeah. dad was out working. So we were with mum. We didn't know how to become a man. And so, yeah, mm. having this actually turn into normality, that all boys start doing this again in a new, in a new way, and a fusion way. Yeah. Of like modern yes. teachings, ancient wisdom, getting out into nature yeah. and doing doing amazing things that way, um, really connecting back to the land um, and all humans. I love that. And especially men. And you, do, you do such a good job. Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll get really passionate yeah. about it. <laughs> I know, I love it. I'm like, yes, just keep talking. Um, but I, what I wanted to bring up is um, around that communication piece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were saying there's lots of different types of men. Um, and, you know, there is this, you know, conscious language. Then there's, you know, your stoic person. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, of how do we use language appropriately that's going to speak to a wide variety of people? Because obviously uh, this is something that I'm really passionate about, about how mm-hmm. we communicate in the, conscious, yeah. in the conscious community and then also in the corporate world. Yeah. I, I, for me, I'm like, let's create a new language where everyone is welcome and we all understand what we're saying. Yeah. So I'm super passionate about that. Yeah. Um, but how do we, how do we, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. How do we create this language so that we can all understand each other and support each other on this mission of, of you know, being boundless? Yes. So I believe that um, it comes back to ancient wisdom and ancient wisdom used to tell stories. So storytelling. So people would, um, mm. visualize their own story and could relate to the story. Um, so I feel for these facilitators, the coaches that want to, um, to like, for people that have gone on a spiritual path and actually understand what consciousness is, um, what duality is and non-separation and those concepts, um, they can be very, for a better word, techie and very heady to actually understand. Um, and mm. then I believe it is our duty as people that are in these um knowledge or have access to this knowledge and have an understanding of it is to then retell the stories and retell the learnings from learnt wisdom, not just repeating and regurgitating what we've uh, read. Yeah. Something you've embodied. Exactly. What we've lived and embodied and then tell that story back to people so they get a taste or a grasp of what these aha moments are because these aha moments is what we're pointing to. That's the boundlessness. Um, I studied Buddhism and, um, uh, for three years. And then um, one of the Dharma, one of the teachings, um, one of the monks asked Buddha, um, when you become, a, when you become enlightened, what is it? And Buddha said, aha. Mm. That's all he said was aha. And so that, that oh, aha, wow. we all have, every single person on this planet knows what an aha moment is. It's that moment where we completely have this absolute truth, knowing that that is true for us. And, if we can keep pointing people back to those aha moments for them, that that's the the boundlessness. Mm. That's the freedom that um, we we chase, and it comes down to who you're speaking to. Um, so I've been mm. I've been really coming from a tradie background. I say fuck, I say cunt, yeah. and I also know what the word namaste means. And having yeah. a label of like, oh, I'm a spiritual conscious man, I I shouldn't swear. That is actually separation, which is exactly against what consciousness is. 
So in yeah. this new world, why not fuse them all together? Why not be able to speak spiritual language towards a tradie that he can understand? So like for me, I've been really looking into this. It's like, okay, tradies, we mm. build stuff. We use our hands. All these teachings mm. can be like the blueprint. They're the blueprint Absolutely. of the Absolutely, making those analogies. And... Yes, and then yes. talking about, hey, we've mm. got to lay foundations first. And so foundation, our building blocks, yeah. when we build, they're like our, our values. But then yes. to have a long vision and talking about 10-year visions, bringing that back to the master plan and then like bring yeah. it into that way so that there's an understanding from that person of like, oh, wow, those aha moments. Um, the, there's a sign of true mastery is that um, being able to deliver the, what you want to say to anyone on the planet um, so that whatever you're trying to teach, can you teach it to a kindergarten student? Can you teach it to a yes. professor? Could you pe- teach it to a tradie? Could you teach it to a woman? Could you teach it to a man? And to be able to flex your language in such a way in your storytelling that people have those, oh, aha, oh, I get it. True story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's so powerful. And, like, you know, just a side note there, something I have identified with, because I train a lot of coaches and things like that, is a lot of them don't focus on some of these building blocks like speaking and communication. They focus on, I've got to have this modality and now I've got to have this. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, bring it back to the, to the actual basics. Like, how are you communicating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of people forget that every single person's in the people game. <laughs> like, yeah, we all like, of us are the people. We're game. conversating. That's so important. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. like, people want to feel feel you. They want to feel your heart. They, they and that comes yes. through communication. It comes through connection. Um, and social media has been an amazing way to connect people from all across the planet. And we're actually starting to separate from that connection of face-to-face, that actual like in the flesh. Um, mm. And that's, I feel, why there's a, a really big pull to get back into nature, get back to this stuff that we can touch because mm. I feel that that heartfelt energy can be lost, can be lost, not always, but it can be lost um, through watching it on the screen. Mm. And it does feel super potent, like when you've kind of got caught up in, you know, social media, being disconnected, and then you do go into, like, it's been a while and you go into nature and you're like, whoa, Mm. like you actually, you really feel it. Like Mm -hmm. if you've got that intention, you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a feeling. Yeah. Um, I've Mm. went out bush, um, uh, when was the last Friday? I hadn't been for about, oh no, 10 days. And it was really early in the morning we climbed this mountain. I remember getting out of the car and all the, the noise, how loud it was of wildlife. I was like, wow. wow. And I don't live in a busy wow. part of the Sunshine Coast. Like we're really cruisy here and uh, I can hear the waves and stuff. But to be out in the bush yeah. and just that this full-blown nature with no cars because it was that early, it was so blissful. It was mm. so beautiful. Oh, Oh, that feels so good. I know like when I go back to, um, like I was brought up here in Australia, but when I go back to New Zealand Mm. to our family land, I automatically, I'm just like, oh, like I just, I feel it so deeply. I feel grounded. I'm like, I feel my roots. I feel connected to everything. Mm. Like I feel connected to everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, getting back to nature is so important. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you, Blaze, honestly. Oh, I can hear your boy in the background. Hello, Hello, buddy. Yeah, he just just got home from Manny. Yay. Oh, bless. How old is he? Uh, my son, his name is Breath, and he is 18 months old. And I've got um, oh. another little boy on the way. Uh, so he's had some scans and stuff today. 
Uh, he's um, yes. the new, he's another little boy. He's 26 weeks at the moment. So got about yeah, 14 weeks and or less until the newest edition arrives. Oh, that's so exciting! And, and you know, so interesting how you've got sons too, and all the work that you're doing. It's like wow! Like imagine their sons, like if they have sons, yeah, um, you know, children. Like wow! Yeah, it's uh, it's been really wow. beautiful. Um, being able to, uh, it's awesome. Your Kiwi, so I've been teaching you how to do the hongi. And so for your listeners that don't know what a hongi is, it's where um, Maori men or Kiwi men, when they meet, they touch noses and third eyes, so their forehead, and they breathe in and they breathe out. And what they exchange is the ha, the breath of life. Um, and mm. so I've been teaching breath, my son, how to do the hongi. And it's such a beautiful moment of like self-regulation, um, of being, being coming back just to the center. Mm. It's something um, that I, I feel that I missed um, growing up that I was very passionate and I love footy, love being active. Mm. I never got really to yeah. how to come back to centre and coming back to neutral and coming mm. back to this self-regulation of like ownership of my own energy. And so being able to teach an 18-month-old boy how to self-regulate and some, some mouldy tradition, it's really been like, I've got gooses now, it's really humbling to be able yeah. to like, yeah, to teach him that. It's beautiful. Well, so beautiful. Well, before you go, mm-hmm. um, a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, we're going to do my final segment, which is the final fours. Yep. But before we do that, how can everyone um, get in contact with you? Um, via Messenger is the easiest way. Um, so if you want to add me on Facebook, Blaze Grinner, um, B-L-A-S-E, Grinner, G-R-I-N-N-E-R. Um, add me on there and you can hit, send me a messenger. Um, that's how most people reach out. Um, my email address is the same, blazegrinner at gmail.com. Um, our website's getting um, updated at the moment. Um, and our, our, we've got uh, a company, our company's MAB Life Adventures, and then our business is Experiential Sunshine Coast. So any of those avenues mm. you can reach out. Um, but, yeah, messenger's the easiest way. It's pretty direct. And, um, yeah, always get back there. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, all right, let's do this. Yes. So final fours, um, these are pretty profound questions. Awesome. I'm really excited to hear your take on them. Awesome. So question one, what is your definition of spirituality? <laughs> so if I put words to it, it takes it away from what actual spirituality is. So spirituality is actually felt. It's not actually spoken. Damn, that's good. Okay, beautiful. Question two, what do you think happens when we die? I heard an analogy the other day that if we are all energy and that's what we're made up of, that when we pass, are we actually the stars that we see in the sky because they're just balls of gas, which is energy. I love that analogy. Um, hmm. and, but my belief is that we just go back into the ether of consciousness um, and that um, realm with many dimensions. And wherever we are needed to go serve or be next, that's where we'll go. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to find out. Not saying that I'm going to actually take my life. <laughs> of course, but of course. There's, but a, there's a curiosity. Like everyone wants to know, like what is, what what's going on up like, up there? Like, yeah, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had some pre- yeah. profound experiences of being in those places, and there was no form. Mm. There was just a knowing 
and yeah, so. Mm. Yes, it's been interesting asking everyone this question. I'm up to, I think maybe I've maybe 30, 30, 35 people I've asked this question yep. to. Uh, yeah. So question three, if you could ask, you know, God, source, the universe, the stars, powers that be, whatever that is for you, mm. one question and you get the answer. <laughs> what is the question? <laughs> My straight thing went to went to go like to something jesterful like um, why do men have nipples? <laughs> um, oh my gosh! But, oh my god! My kids are actually obsessed with that word. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do men have nipples? That is a great question. Um, to be honest, that is a great question. Yeah. I've never thought of that until this moment. There's uh, like there's so much like. There's so much stuff I'd like to know, but there's a beautiful thing in not knowing as well, and that mystery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's this. There's, there's so much, and then so the first thing, what just came to my mind then is like, sometimes I'm trying to fathom how, like, when we experience love, when I experience unconditional love, and then try and quantify that by infinity. I can't fathom that from a uh, human mind logical thing. It blows my everything apart. And mm. to ha- what is that? Like that? Like how? How could I experience that as a human? Like how do I get that? Wow. Um, mm. Like what is it? Because cause I don't feel that can be touched. Mm. It can't be touched. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So final question. So this is fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. So this is what people um, people are saying about you, um, how they've experienced you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Blaze was always. Integral. Blaze made me feel. Special. Blaze taught me. <laughs> how to enjoy life hmm. oh yes yeah, so good blaze grinner everybody oh gosh blaze um thank you so much for being here i really appreciate it and i have so much love for you and yeah i'm a full stand for you and everything that you do thank you very much jess it's a privilege mm. to be here and thank you for shining the light and doing what you do as well Thank you for listening to another episode of the Practically Spiritual podcast. I cannot wait to bring the next guest on. If you have any guest requests or recommendations, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram on the handle at Jessica Palmer Official or send me through an email at jessicapalmerofficial at gmail.com. Perhaps you have an inspirational story or an important message or gift that you know that you need to share with the world. I would love to hear from you. If this podcast, this transmission has impacted your life in any way at all, I would love to know. So feel free to connect, send me an email, DM me, tag, share all the good stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep striving, keep thriving.